Hello everyone and welcome to Bite Size Wednesdays, where we take a bite of life with a bite of your time. These episodes are going to be short and we'll be sharing bite-sized wisdom on topics like parenting, education, homeschool hacks, something we're loving. The possibilities are just endless. Sometimes it'll be us sharing on an episode or another time it might be one of my sisters. And eventually, hopefully once a month, we'll have a listener come on and share their pro tip for the month. So if you guys have something you'd like to share, please send us an email or message us. Hope you enjoy. All right. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the Homeschool Project podcast. I am Anita, one of your hosts, and today is one of those short episodes for our Wednesday. And um, I just wanted to jump on and I think talk about, I say I think because I'm kind of coming up with this at the last minute here, uh, homeschooling multiple children. When I think about all the episodes we've had thus far, I really don't feel like we've hit too much on that. And so I'm going to dive just a little bit deeper in today and see if I can help bring some tips and then let you guys know how we do it with our three at home, especially again, since we're at the beginning of this learning year and there might be a lot of you that are new to this or still trying to figure this out, or you're in a new stage of life where, uh, maybe it's a newborn or now you have a toddler So yeah, I just wanted to get on real quick and talk about that. Before I begin, a couple things. First, I am recording this in the trunk of my car. That is correct. The trunk of my car. (laughs) Um, It is open and it's because I am at my daughter's cross country practice. This is a parenting life right here, guys, where you're just trying to figure out how to juggle it all. And this is how I sometimes juggle it all is by recording when I'm waiting on her during her hour long practice, because let's be real. When I get home, it's, it's going to be bedtime for all. And then it's just going to be me getting ready for bed and I'm not going to want to do this. So I figured now is a great time when we're here at practice. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to mention is again, reminder that a couple things we have right now, um, for free on our website. And I will link it again in the show notes here is our camping checklist, our family camping checklist. Nathan spent a lot of time putting that together. I, we really feel like there's a ton of like great, wonderful, valuable information and it's free. So if, if camping is something that you're trying to get better organize that with your family or it's something that you would like to consider doing, but are just like, it just seems like so much, then check it out. Just download it, print it, and you are ready to rock. Like we're really hoping that this is going to encourage more families to get into this because it's just been such a wonderful thing for our family. Okay. Then the other thing is I continue to have the homeschooling. I always struggle with my title because I don't put it down. I think it's something along the lines. I should know this. The homeschooling getting started packet. That's also there. And that is, I think, super helpful for anybody new to homeschooling. It's got the checklist. It, It follows my bonus episode of A to Z getting started in homeschooling that, uh, is under June 30th of this year of recording. I give you the date because it doesn't have an episode number since it's a bonus episode. So if you look for bonus episode on June 30th, 2021, 
that episode goes along with the checklist. So if you're new and listening to this, print off the checklist and listen to that. And that'll help get you through the steps. Everything from getting started with like looking at your, your state laws all the way to getting the supplies that you need to get started. And, uh, I have a checklist that we were, um, some of the things that we have found super helpful and useful. So you don't go spend a ridiculous amount of money on things that you don't need. And then we also, I also put in there blank weekly planning templates, a couple different variations of them to hopefully help people out. Okay. And then finally, which I have not released yet, but if you want it, uh, just let, uh, email me. I did do a video on Instagram on how I plan, uh, do like my pre-planning for the school year overview. And I created a template for those who are just like at that beginning stage that are just trying to figure out a way to plan out their year free template. I don't have, we don't have it on the website yet. It will go up there soon, but in the meantime, you can always email us if you're interested in that. And then the video shows the template on Instagram and I, I go into it more in detail on there as well. If you're kind of curious what it's all about. All right. So let's move on to homeschooling multiples. If you don't know, I have three children ages 10, seven, and four. We have been homeschooling. We're going into our third year. So when we began our homeschooling journey, our youngest was just barely two. So if you are in that toddler stage, I get it. It is a struggle. Totally is so much so that we did create kind of like a toddler series when we first started this podcast. So if you are interested in hearing four parents talk about homeschooling with toddlers in the mix, that will be episodes 20, 21 and 22. So you get all different, um, views on that one. <laughs> it's quite interesting. It was a great conversation. Actually, it was fun. So yeah, so I, we get it. I know that it's not easy and I know that what I'm about to say in this episode, it's so much more easier to say it than when it's actually happening because kids are kids. You're going to have your bad days, whether it's the kids having a rough time or you yourself having a rough time. So I understand. So what I'm giving you today, these little tips, take it with a grain of salt, knowing that you will have your off days. It still won't play out like picture perfect, but this is what you can at least see that, that it's possible to homeschool with multiple children with multiple ages. Oh, and Another thing real quick is that because I, I feel like this kind of has to go along with like planning and organization, we will have an episode next month in October that we will release and it's all on planning and organizing your homeschool. And that's going to be with Tiffany from Hinterlife Homeschool. I've already recorded it. It was a great conversation and just be on the lookout for that if you're needing more guidance in that area in particular. When you think about homeschooling multiple children, it's pretty much like the one room schoolhouse. This is what we used to do years ago. And now we just get to do it with less kids, right? Think about those teachers that had multiple kids, multiple ages in one room, but she had like, I don't even know how many, I, th I feel like 30 is probably still maybe small for what she could have had in the town and they did it. They made it work. So yes, we can do this from one child up to seven kids or eight. If you're a bigger homeschool family, it's possible. All right. So what is the secret? I feel like the biggest secret is to combine subjects whenever possible for us. For example, 
We combine things like religion, history, science, literature, music study, picture study, Spanish. These aren't happening everyday people. I'm just saying these are the subjects that we like to like dabble in throughout the years. And some of these we do once a week. Sometimes we just skip a week completely. But when we do them, we do them together as a family. And it really does work. Like at first I, I was so doubtful when I started doing this. I was like, no way. Because what I ended up doing was I chose things at my oldest child's level. And some people will actually try to maybe do maybe one year below the oldest child's level. If your kids aren't too, too far, but I mean, you can't do this with an elementary and a high school. And actually by high school, most of the time they're going to be doing independent work. So, but where you can, you can kind of close the gap by meeting in the middle sometimes. So for us with our separation, like the two would be 10 and seven, I would always pick things on her grade level and read and it's it's all read aloud in our family. We follow more of a Charlotte Mason inspired philosophy. So these subjects that I just listed, except science, um, are all pretty much like read alouds where we're reading together and the kids, they're going to grasp what they can at their level. So even though I'm reading a book that technically they say is for, let's say a fifth grader, my second grader is going to take what his brain can handle at his level. And I still, and I would do this even if I didn't have a second grader, but as we read every now and then when I kind of can, can read my kids and I'm like, okay, I think I'm losing them a little bit. I stop and have them narrate. And then if they're struggling with a concept, I kind of then narrate myself and reword it and kind of explain it real quick. And when I do that, then my youngest definitely is, is right there with the oldest, like understanding, Oh, okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. So it, it actually does work science. Okay. So science, there are a lot more companies now that are focusing on, and this is not just science, but in the homeschool world, many of them know that you are going to be homeschooling multiple children. So you will find more curriculum now that cater to that, that they, and they tell you, this is how you would teach this subject with this book for multiple ages. And they would say, you know, maybe use this notebook for your upper grade level, or use this notebook for your younger grade level, or use these questions for your older kids or these questions for your younger kids. And so like when I say notebook, so there, there is, there's some programs where you can buy like the main lesson book that you're reading aloud to them. And then each, and then you can purchase separate notebooks that follow that lesson book but the activities and questions, and I'm thinking science, especially go along with the particular age group. If there, if there's more of a gap between them and they can't share a notebook, uh, then I've had a science program where we did a read aloud together as a group. But then at the end for the questions, they said, use these questions and activity suggestions for these ages and use these for these ages. So again, they cater to the homeschool families. So if you're wanting more guidance with that, look for those programs that offer it. They're out there. They're really making it possible these days. All right. So then for the subjects that are more individual, it's going to be your, your most obvious would be math, writing, and reading. Okay. These are all things that kind of have to be done 
on their own and at their own level. And that's where you have to get a little bit more creative. And I wanted to mention before I get into how you get creative with that, uh, grammar for us is kind of a mix. Like we will do grammar together. So it just depends on the year, I guess, on the program that I'm using. So this year and, and part of last year, we've been using Brave Writers DART program. It's one of their like writing mechanic programs that, to include grammar in it. That is one program that you can discuss grammar and all the writing mechanics and all that together as a group with multiple ages. And then from there, I usually kind of see how I'm like, okay, for this kid, he doesn't really need to know this yet, or this is way over his head and I'm not concerned, but we review the lesson together. And then I tend to go more in depth with the older child. And then sometimes if I feel it's necessary, I might even get, um, like a little grammar lesson book for each individual child. If I have like a, a program like that, but I'm feeling one of the kids needs more practice and I might get that particular kid a book that they can get more practice on their age level. That, so that's what I mean by mix. Like there are times where, yes, we do the grammar lessons together and then I will pull my older child aside and then kind of like drill a little more of making sure they understood and maybe practice what it is we just talked about. So how do you get creative with those subjects where you cannot combine? Here are my tips. And I'm saying that this doesn't work for everybody. That's why I say my tips. I want you to take what you can from this, but it may not work for your family. And then you just kind of kind of play with it and see like, okay, this didn't, but this this did work. Assign independent work or activities when you have to do one-on-one -on -one with a child. All right. So for example, I would get my one-on-one -on -one done earlier with the younger kids first. Okay. So let's say I'm talking about my, my second grader versus my fifth grader. I'm going to try to do the one-on-one -on -one with him. Like if he's doing math, I'm going to help him out with his math. Meanwhile, I'm going to assign something to my fifth grader that I know that she can handle independently. Even if it is, okay, this is your reading time to go read, do your independent reading. Or maybe I know that she is great with her writing activities by herself or that she's great, um, obviously copy work that she can totally do on her own, whatever it is, I would say, and, and normally it's going to be reading with her because again, there's really only three subjects that I do individual. So if I can focus on the younger child first and do my one-on-one -on -one with him, try to give her an assignment to do independently, then when it's time to switch and the older kids need help with their independent work, or I'm sorry, not their independent work, but when they need help, <laughs> sorry, with their individual work, not independent. I'm using the wrong word there. Indiv independent is typically you're hoping that the child is going to need minimal help. That's what independent work is. Individual help is when you can't combine that work with your other kids. So when it's time for the older kids to do their individual work, they might need your help during those times. And so you want to try to be available to bring your stress level down and to try to be strategic about this. And so at that point, I would then assign my younger kids either to go have free play or to work on some fun activity where they're really not going to have to ask for my help in doing so. Or if they're, if they're younger, you do know that there's independent work that they can handle without having to grab you, then that would be the time. Like I said, you would flip their roles. Another little tip you could do is when you're working one-on-one -on -one with one kid, 
have your older kids help with your younger kids. I just really feel like when that happens, everybody is learning. The younger kids are obviously learning because the older kids helping teach them. But then the older kids are just developing these valuable skills, right? They're, they're learning how to teach and they're learning patience. And then they're probably going to have more respect for their parent because now they've realized what you have to deal with all the time. <laughs> I shouldn't say the word deal with, but you know what I mean. So I think that that is just such a valuable lesson for our older kids. So don't feel bad about that. That's the beauty in this one room schoolhouse in this, in educating as a family. I'm telling you when I first thought about homeschooling it was so stressful to even think like how was I going to do this but once you figure out your rhythm in your family and your flow it's beautiful it really is and I I can still say this even though like today was a rough day for us I would not change it for anything I really would not this to me is totally worth it and on top of that when you are doing this homeschooling multiple ages your kids are going to form stronger bonds together that they wouldn't have had before. So just keep that in mind as well. All right, so I'm going to cut myself off now so we don't go too long with this episode. I hope this helped. If you have any questions still or need a little bit of guidance, please feel free to email us at the homeschool project podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook and message us there. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. If you have any suggestions for any episodes, please let us know. We are open to always hearing about what you guys want to hear about on the show and continue to listen out um, as we are continuing our home education series. It's going to go through October. We are not done yet. So we have more and more wonderful guests lined up. And I think next Wednesday, I will, my sister and I are thinking about maybe doing an episode on how we manage our time. And so and she homeschools three kids as well. So be on the lookout for that. All right, guys, take care. Bye.